All right, what's going on today, guys? Welcome to the Jason Mojo Podcast, Paid Ad Secrets. I'm here with Alexander Keshkovich. He is a high-ticket e-com store owner. He has done well over $140 million in revenue since 2007, and he is going to help you today grow from 50K a month plus to 250K a month plus or more with his e-com-based strategies. Welcome to the show, man. Hey, thanks for having me, man. Yeah, of course, man. Uh, Seskovich. Seskovich. Tough one. Yeah, yeah, it's tough. Dude, it's so tough. It rolls off it's my a, It's tongue. a tough one. And yeah. dude, honestly, is it what 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 is it? Is it Polish or is it See, here's here's the thing is it was Lithuanian, it was Saskavichus, but then like when we came to the states, we always thought it was changed in Ellis Island, but it turns out my great-grandfather, I think, had a milk company that he ended up selling to Gaida, and they couldn't pronounce it either, so he changged it to Saskavichus. So it's actually like a weird like marketing strategy last name. I love it. Like, so Yeah. The interesting thing about you, man, is that you do high ticket e-com. A lot of people are always trying to like Thanks. push out stores and like, you know, basically try to get the low ticket e-com stores up and running and they try to make more money faster. But like, why did you decide to go into high ticket instead? So I do, I help people kind of all over the spectrum, right? So when I got started in business, I got started on like uh, info products, right? Back in like 20, 2008, I think. Huh? And so since then, like one of the interesting things about info products is they're kind of like e-com where a lot of them are really kind of small ticket, 47 bucks, $27, $7 sometimes for the front end. And kind of as we grew and learned how to do things and also as like the, um, the internet changed, right. And media went from like Google AdWords where you had to like write all of, you had to like do all of your own, like long tail keyword searching and then, um, went to like Facebook and now it's like purely algorithm driven. We started to realize that a lot of the higher ticket stuff just was just easier to do. Like the metrics were just easier, you know? So well, was it, was it just the gap for ROAS? Because I feel yeah. like with high ticket, you just have a high, like a bigger, wider profit margin. Like your CPAs yeah. can be really high and you still make money. For sure. For sure. I mean, the reason like, this is the weird kind of thing of doing this for so long. And I, this is why I love getting on this. Like, I don't usually do interviews and stuff, but like, I, I was really excited to sit down and talk with you because you've done a lot of like, um, ad buying. And I think it's a whole different perspective that like, you kind of need these kind of two halves where it's like this marketing and strategic marketing optimization, and also like the media buying side to really like make this thing work. And so, you know, the reason that low ticket is so popular is because like anybody who does affiliate or super affiliate or, kind of like high volume scale stuff. They like those lower ticket things because it allows them to spend less to test an item, right? Because yeah. let's say like you're profitable, but you want to test like two, three times sales on an ad or something. Mm -hmm. It's like way cheaper to do that on a $27 or $47 sale than it is to do with like a $5,000 product, right? Like if you're doing high ticket, like you might have to spend, you know, seven, eight grand, you know, depending on how you do it, there's ways to like shortcut it, but you might have to spend seven or eight grand to find out if that like, that ad set is any good or if that like conversion page, like even has like legs to stand on, you know? True. Yeah. The other thing too, like with, with low ticket and why, I mean, dude, I'm a big low ticket info product guy now. And that's one of my biggest offers right now. Mm -hmm. And it's like, I get to build my list though for free, but not every yeah. single niche e-com store can do low ticket digital stuff. Like they have to do low for ticket sure. product and actually move physical like produce. So it's like mm -hmm. the other side of the coin for me is, with, with high ticket, the only thing I don't like about it, yeah, the profits are higher, but I can't have a massive list because I'm depending on someone coming to my store and like paying 2000 bucks for a couch or 500 bucks mm -hmm. for this. It's like, I, 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 I love volume and I love ramp up and 
people also like low ticket because they can exit faster. Yeah. Because they have a bigger list and their SMS list is pretty like it's just pre warm and it's just a lot more efficient on that spectrum and your multiple is higher. Now, yeah. the question I want to ask you is like what niches if people are going into high ticket e-com right now, should they be looking into the, like for the best margin or like most high demand? Ooh, that one I actually don't know. Cause I tend to, I tend to work with established companies, right? So I'll come into a company that's doing like, um, well, like what are most of the product prices for? Like, is it mostly home furniture? Is it mostly, you know, maybe like tech, like what, what kind of products have you seen that have, you know, probably like the most trendiness for high ticket e-com right now? Yeah. So I've seen a lot of, um, some furniture stuff, uh, jewelry, and it's not usually like for me, high ticket when I'm thinking like high ticket for like info products or like not e-com, I'm thinking like $5,000, $10,000 for e-com. Like, honestly, anything over like a couple hundred bucks is like, it kind of fits in that. It kind of fits in the high ticket strategy. Right. So if you have like, um, I like to think of, um, pricing points kind of as like an Ascension strategy, kind of like a ladder. Right. So if you have like the $27 like um, entry stuff, and then you have like the couple hundred dollars um, where it's like jewelry, um, I've seen some like gadget stuff, a lot of tech stuff doing, doing really, really good, especially like um, home convenience stuff. So mm -hmm. like uh, there's a work with a company that does like coffee, like a special kind of coffee maker, you know? And then if it basically the higher that you're taking, you're trying to go in e-com, I know you're saying like, you don't like like um, some pieces of it, but you can also like, take your high high ticket product that if you know it works well and you can also build like a funnel that's like further upstream right so for example real estate agents used to do this a lot so if i'm trying to sell like you know a 400 um espresso machine or something and i have like a, something unique i have a really good marketing for that when i do get people to the page it works really good for me but i want to do something like you know build my client list or build a list or generate leads and things like that you can always go further upstream in the shopping, right? So right now, if you're doing e-com, most people are like, all right, get the ad click, sell the product and force them to force them to a yes or no decision, right? Mm -hmm. Meanwhile, there still is the option to mix in info stuff, right? So it's like, you know, if you're sitting there shopping for like an espresso machine or if you're shopping for jewelry, if you're shopping for anything else, you know, it's very easy, especially now with AI to make a report that's like, you know, um, you know, here are seven things. This is a really simple one, but like here are seven things that you should think about if you're thinking about buying a watch or here are seven reasons that watches retain value. Did you know there's like a, you know, there's a really weird thing, really weird re reason why like some watches retain their value and some don't, mm -hmm. you know, everything from generating that as like a squeeze page to even like if you have like a TikTok, um, real TikTok or like YouTube shorts. True. You know, yeah. And you're like, how am I going to get, how am I going to get traffic off these like really modern pieces of uh, media? You know, I'm sure there's tons of really interesting things. It's, it'd probably be pretty hard to make like a good YouTube short or good TikTok for like that product, your product specifically. But if you catch somebody farther up in the, in the buying decision where they're like, you know, I'm, I'm interested in like maybe picking one of these things up for myself, but I don't know which one, which I think is a really common space for people to be in. If you can give them an interesting way to help them make a buying decision, you can usually like help generate some of that like low ticket benefit, you know, with a higher ticket product, a couple hundred bucks. And then, you know, going up to, even if you have like, I mean, people do this to sell houses, right? This yeah. is an old real estate trick. So if they can sell a house, like you, you can sell a coffee maker or a piece of jewelry or a piece of clothing, you know? Yeah, of course. Also, you could just put it up as a pop-up like for a guide yeah. or whatever, and just send them into Clavio and put them into a welcome sequence. For sure. So that's another option too. Cause then you could still take the pixel 
and keep it on the store's API. I always yeah. have this weird thing about going between two different pages because the API, I want to like frame it as much as possible through the pixel. And like if they're using triple mm -hmm. R or like Hyros or, you know, any track, whatever they want to use, it's a yeah. lot more efficient for me to just keep them all in the same ecosystem. Um, the other side of the coin too is a lot with high ticket that I've seen a couple of my clients do. And I don't know if this will help you is like, we have them partner with call centers. So yeah. anybody who fills out like an SMS for, um, you know, like a texting app that we download or they go to checkout and don't finish. Like, yeah, we do relay that to SMS and like abandoned cart recovery, but we also mm -hmm. will have a call center call them and be able to close them and answer any questions that they've had. Because the crazy part is with high ticket e-com is, yeah, you can confirm on the front end, but like people still have these big objections before they want to yeah. swipe their card for 500 bucks, 700 bucks, a thousand bucks. And we've seen that give a huge lift to just partnering with a call center. Dude, there's nothing more, there's nothing, there's no better way to convert somebody than hopping on the phone with them. Yeah. Like there really isn't. The problem is it's not scalable, right? Like, um, and it's really, really interesting seeing things evolve over time because it used to be that like, if you want to do a call center, first of all, the technology was really tough. And second of all, like training people was really difficult, but we used to have like, uh, I remember I worked with a fitness business back in like 2013 or something. And we basically had the owner of the business had a friend who had like recently lost his job and become homeless. It was, and he wanted to do something with the guy. He wanted to be like, all right, how can we get a space in the business? And we just had him like start making calls and we didn't have anything. We didn't have any strategy for him. We didn't have anything he was going to do. And like that dude with no call experience and like a really basic script, just like calling people and listening to them generated like an additional like 15% in the business, like year to date. And it's really cool now because like, especially recently in the last like three, four years, um, there have started to be some like, kind of, I guess, I don't know, agency, I guess is what you would call it. Agency or freelance call centers that are getting really, really good. Yeah. They're specializing in different niches. You know what I mean? They're training all the staff. They're holding all the stuff. They're holding all the um, scripts and they're like handle all of the technology and the management and you can bring them in for a percentage. And they're getting really good. Like they used to be kind of like, I didn't like using them because I didn't think they were, were effective, but they're getting like really good. Yeah, no, it's great. And then like, what have you seen with high ticket e-com as far as driving traffic? Like what traffic sources have worked the best for you? Um, has UGC played a big role in that? I like EGC stuff. Um, I like EGC stuff. I love, I'm big. So I'm a big strategic marketer, right? So like when a company brings me in a lot of times, like they bring in somebody like you to do a lot of the cool traffic, right? Maybe not somebody quite like you, like you're killing it, right? But um, somebody who knows like the media buying side. And so a lot of times they'll come in and their media buying will be pretty good. And they'll have like a strategy. I tend to help people expand with like strategic things. So like um, I'm a big joint fan, big fan of joint ventures. I think e people in e-commerce don't think about joint ventures enough um traditionally based on like other as opposed to like other ways of doing business online right mm -hmm. so like there's all of these little businesses that are like so product focused or like so mini brand focused that have like all of these customers that you'd love and so like doing the things like listening to the podcasts um connecting with people at conferences and finding like even two or three other businesses that have an audience that could overlap with yours huge traffic boost for like very very little I'm also like, weirdly enough for e-com, I'm a huge proponent of, of acquisition. Like a lot of these businesses, their life cycles are really short. And I, I know some, if you're trying, if you reach people who are trying to sell their business, a lot of times they'll like put on a multiple that just doesn't make sense. But a lot of businesses, I, a lot of business owners, like I find really like 
um, implementing implementing things and also like getting started on new things. And I, I feel like most business owners have like a secret passion that like project they really want to do, but their business gets in the way of it. And so a lot of the econ brands that I work with, like, especially if it's just like a one product business, yeah. Um, I found it like, you know, if you're spending like X amount of dollars on ads, if you, you know, if you like spending a hundred thousand dollars a month or something, right. That's like 1.2 million a year. Like, do you think you can like, there's probably another business out there that would owner fan or finance you for like 1.2 million. And it could be like yeah. an extra three, 4 million of revenue for you. True. And you could pay it all. And if you have all like the, if you have like good fulfillment, if you have all of like the staff and everything already, especially online business is really easy to tack on another, another thing too. Um, as far as like particular marketing pieces, like UGC is always really good. Um, I'm trying to crack. I would love to find somebody who can crack like TikTok, like viral TikTok. Like I know there's this, I know there's a way to crack TikTok where it's like every video gets like half a million or more. And like, viral tiktok or any kind of like scalable tiktok advertising i feel like has to be the future um the platform just i know it's like everybody knows it now but the platform's still new and a lot of people are still backing off because they can't get the metrics to work so i think like video shorts are definitely where i'm looking like how can we if i'm looking at media and like what kind of tactical media can i do it's definitely like the youtube shorts and the tiktok reels and stuff like that yeah of course and then like, what have you seen? I mean, I know you do a lot of partnerships. Like sure. what, like if someone is running a store right now and let's say they're making 10, 20 K a month, mm -hmm. what do you think the best move for them is, is to buy traffic from other businesses and do acquisition or to grow their paid outlets to hundred K a month or try to sell an exit? Because a lot of people do this shit where they pump and dump their stores. And I think like, you need, oh, sorry, man, I didn't mean to, please go ahead. Yeah, I just think a lot of people are pumping up their stores and like, that's a huge thing in the in, in the niche right now. It's like, oh, buy an automated yeah. e-com store and then we're going to run it and then we're just going to sell it so you can cash out. And I'm like, dude, you look at some of the mm -hmm. biggest brands in a niche, like some of my friends like Josh Snow that runs Snow Teeth White and like, dude, they're never going to act with, like they're never going to do acquisition. They might buy another product that's smaller than them to buy traffic. Yeah, but they sure. don't want to put all their eggs on just paid traffic. Like they they want to acquire more means of organic. I totally hear you, man. So one of one of my mentors early on was a guy named Jay Abraham, and like, um, oh, dude, Jay's awesome. Jay's Jay's fucking awesome, man. Oh, that's that's all right. I didn't mean to swear. Jay's awesome, man. <laughs> um, <laughs> he's a. Uh, but one of the things, like one of the philosophies that like he really taught. And like, I didn't work like super direct. Like I didn't like work like directly under him, but like, you know, we, 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 I talked to them probably about like once a month, twice a month for like a year or two. And one of the things that stuck with me so much is that two things related to this. The first one is that your business is an investment vehicle. That's how you should look at it. So it's not a cash, it's not a job. It's not a cash cow. Basically the way that Jay looked at business is if I have a hundred thousand dollars, which you know, it's, I'm just picking this because it's a round number. You can do it with a hundred dollars, right? If I have a hundred dollars, if I have a hundred thousand dollars, why would I buy traffic? You know, why would I put it into the business? It's because I think I can do better with a hundred dollars in the business than I can do with a hundred dollars in the stock market, or I can do the hundred dollars like buying a car and flipping it or something like whatever you're else going to do for the hustle, right? Or buying a computer so that I can like get a better job, whatever. And so it comes down to personal goals at that point where it's like, okay, you know, what do you want to do why are you in business like if you're like if you're like starting your like business ramp and you're like listen i just don't cash there's so much business there's so many like things i could do but i just don't have the cash for it then like yeah like 
um, exiting your business and trying to sell, flip a store for like cash is like totally valid. But if you're like your friend who has like a brand that's like running totally like hold on to that and figure out how to, how to invest in it profitably. And, you know, obviously look at which channels you can scale and it's like figuring that out. And then another Jism, I guess, is just like, you know, the power Parthenon, man, like you can scale one thing that I, I always find entrepreneurs are just so they're, they're so interesting to me because like, I could never like that first start of the business. Like I worked with a partner. I dropped out of school to work with a, a friend to grow our first business from like a hundred thousand dollars a year when we started to 33 million. I think when I ended up leaving it per year and like that first part, like we worked all day and it was great and we did it, but like that first part, I can't recreate. Like, that's not, that's not me, man. Like I'd rather be like, making music or doing jujitsu, I'd rather be doing something else than like hustling like that. I don't have that. So I find entrepreneurs fascinating. Just the sheer amount of implementation and like willpower they have. I think that's amazing. One downside though, is that they can get so like, they can get on the rails. You know what I mean? Yeah. And so somebody who like builds a store like that and was able to like generate scale when they look around, like what else can I do to scale? I find that they look at like what they're doing and they're like, all right, how can I do the strategy harder? You know? Yeah. And really going wide is a super effective strategy. So if you're like in his position and you want to take your e-com store and you're like, I just can't make Facebook scale me anymore. You know, well, there's other traffic sources. You know what I mean? If you took the same budget that you have in Facebook and you put it also in YouTube and Google, even if you couldn't make them work as well, like you use Facebook to amortize some of the losses or you took your budgets and like have them for those situations or like, you took that funnel and you're like, okay, well, I can't scale Facebook any harder, but like, what does my upsell look like? What does my post-purchase look like? Can I get another $20 per sale from like the first seven days of email marketing revenue? Can I, if I add retargeting, what kind of revenue can I generate and things like that? Can I add retargeting on a completely different channel using the, like you were saying, using the pixel that I have doing these kind of like taking these things. And and looking dude, even at native. Like some You're brands nervous. focus so much on social and I'm like, dude, what yep. about like rev content and Taboola and like, you know, even yes. dude, affiliates, like building affiliates yep. out of influencers online. Yes. Like there's so many more ways to branch referrals, from traffic sources. Referrals, cold calling, like you said. Um, what else do we have? Mail. Like it sounds, it sounds so weird, but like I have a, I have a mail control. I have a, like literally a direct mail copy control, like a eight page, nine page ad it has been paying me royalties for nine years now. The thing's been running for supplements for nine years. It's been yeah, one of my, like my first mentor, Greg Barrett, he runs a apparel business and mm -hmm. they work with like landscapers, roofers, um, yep. solar, and they do all the t-shirts for the corporations. Yes. And dude, he runs only direct mail and the offer is a free sample of a shirt. And yes. dude, he'll send out a free sample to them. And his conversion rate's like 30% on free samples. And then the orders yeah. that they get are like four to $6,000. For sure, dude. I and mean, there's entire, there's entire businesses. There's like, like if you look at one of the big, another big J is I'm just going to talk, I'm going to talk Jay Abraham up like this entire podcast, but basically like his, another thing that he talked about doing is like, um, oh, looking at other industries, right? Mm -hmm. So like there's an entire set of companies, online companies like ours, um, e-com. So for example, like Razor Mice, you know, is, is a big e-com brand, but it's an e-com brand. And like, they're generating a large percentage of their portion, like just sponsoring events. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like there's, there's an infinite in business, like 
especially if like you listen to people and and model was working, I think it's a really strong set of tools, but it's very convergent. You know what I mean? Like optimization is this big, like funnel towards this one perfect point in the future. And as you go further down that you like are killing possibility. Right. And -hmm. it's good if you want to like make something work better. Right. Like if I need my funnel to work better, I need to optimize towards like this, like perfect point in the future. But if I'm like, what can I do to grow? I need to expand, man, like a tree. So you need like divergent. You just need like a bunch of different options. You got to like go wide. You yeah. know, that's always an option for you. If you if like you're going harder and harder in a direction, because it gets more expensive as you optimize, right? It gets more expensive and more difficult the further you optimize each stage, each like test you run that makes the next makes the next test more expensive just by like the nature of um, optimization, essentially. I'm going to say the same word like nine times, but... So like, if you're looking for new ideas, like it's, it's helpful just to take a step back and be like, okay, what's something completely new What's something completely different What's something completely out of the box. And the good thing about that too, the last, the last little piece I'll say is if you are like an industry leader, like, or if you are doing like any kind of scale, especially in a, in a niche like e-com where like media buyers are really well-trained. And so people are like on ad spy and all these different tools all the time. Mm-hmm. Um, so you know that if you're doing any kind of volume, somebody's ripping you off all the time. Like your stuff's going to get ripped off. But if you bring something completely new to the table, like a new strategy or new something else, even if they rip it off, a lot of times I've found that they don't like get the heart of it. You know yeah. what I mean? And so if you do something that's completely new for your niche, a lot of times people will try it and then like throw it away and be like, they don't know how to make it work. And that'll also like protect your traffic sources a little bit too, which is like, if you're not doing like a million dollars or more in revenue per month or even more than that, like, is that important to worry about? Probably not, but it's like a cool little benefit, I guess, you know? That's sick. Well, do man. I appreciate you being on. I appreciate all the golden nuggets and the conversation was great. Um, We'll definitely connect like after the pod and yeah, man, I really appreciate you hopping on. Is there anywhere where you post content that people can follow you? No, I got to get around to, I got to tell you, I forgot I was on that site. It was really cool. Just like, I appreciate just having an, uh, an invite to like talk about business and, and things like that. It's always really fun. Yeah, uh, I do have a website like alexseskovich.com. That's C-E-S-K-A-V-I-C-H. So it's just like a general website with like a, a call booking. Um, cool. Yeah, I'll make sure I put that in the description. Cool. All right, man. Well, thanks again for being a part of the podcast and I will see you guys on the next show.